and welcome to the first installment of a new interview series, snappy title, To Be Determined. I am Byron Bixler, one half of the Cinefile Delinquents, and I am here with Casey Krevlin, a senior cinema and photography major here at IC, to talk about his thesis film, Let's Rob a Fucking House. Casey, thanks for joining me. Oh, uh, no, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, sure. So uh, let's just start with the, the story of the film. What is it about? The story of the film, it follows an intern at the local news station. His name is Pat, and um, his boss is Amelia. She's a very ambitious, driven uh, She's the anchor. She's ambitious. She's driven. And it turns out that her ex-boyfriend is blackmailing her. So she convinces Pat to go with her to rob his house. And if Pat pulls it off, he'll get a promotion. And antics ensue, and it gets a little more complicated than I first thought. So for a cinema student... Your thesis film is very much like your calling card going forward. It's going to represent your directorial style and your ability. So uh, what is it about this particular story that drew you to it for this project? Um, I think what was very interesting uh, for me and for my writer, Jimmy, um, we were really drawn to this theme of ambition, which is also something as uh, we're about to graduate college, we're about to enter the workforce. It's something we're going to have to grapple with as well as how far are we willing to go to get what we want, to get the job we want, to achieve what we want, and what are we willing to sacrifice in the process? Mm. So that's kind of a running theme. What is Pat willing to sacrifice for his job? What is Amelia willing to sacrifice for her job? And what is Jeremy willing to sacrifice as well? So it sounds like you kind of have a bit of yourself in the story, a bit of your own struggles or things you're thinking about, maybe? Yeah, I think thematically, yeah, a lot of that stuff, obviously, um, the characters, we're not news anchors, anything like that, but um, it is rooted. We're suburbanites, and we're around kind of the inspiration was kind of that local news show where you see these people who are very polished and almost kind of robotic sometimes when they're, like, on TV, and you can tell they're, like, it's aspiring to really get out of the small market they're in, and we just found that, like, a very interesting struggle, especially, like, us suburbanites, you know, working with these very driven people who are still kind of in small markets and trying to see kind of where their ambitions are trying to urge them to go. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned Jimmy. I know you've collaborated with him more than once before. So can you describe what that collaborative relationship has been like and how it kind of worked on this film? Um, we work really great together. Uh, I think the joke is Jimmy says he likes working with me because I just like crush his hopes and dreams all the time. Um, I guess that's more of I'm willing to kind of just tell him when things aren't working. We have this really good relationship where he can come to me with pages, and I'm like, that's bad. Like, that line isn't funny. This joke doesn't play. That doesn't make sense. So our kind of process is we sit down, we kind of hash out the story together, and we figure out, okay, who are the characters? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? And then he sits down, and he does the nuts and bolts, and he puts the scenes together, and he puts the dialogue there, and he really helps, like, make the characters come alive. And then he brings it to me, and then I tell him how bad it is, and then he, like, rewrites it all over again. But um, we're, I think we work great together, and we're normally very happy with where we get the scripts to. We've been working on the script for at least six months, so we make wow. sure to really put the time in and go through all the revisions. We love getting notes, so I think that's kind of why we work great together. We're, we love criticism. We, like, love people telling us how we can improve the scripts. So have you been working together since freshman year? Um, I think it, it really took off last year when uh, the last film we worked on together where, he, once again, he wrote it. Um, we, we knew each other uh, freshman year, but I think, yeah, kind of around sophomore year and the turn to junior year is when we really started uh, getting closer as creative collaborators. Hmm. Okay, so going back to the story of this, 
it's an action comedy, correct? Yes, action comedy. Okay, so um, can you name a few action comedies that uh, you particularly admire? I know there have been a few that have come out in the last few years that have gotten some acclaim, but are there any action comedies or directors that have influenced this story at all or how you've approached it? Um, I would say, uh, director-wise, a lot of Edgar Wright's work. I think you can definitely see an influence, especially with how we shot it. Um, our DP's great, and as soon as we said Edgar Wright-esque, he was all over it. He was excited to go, so we have a lot of visual comedy where kind of the cameras help setting up some of the jokes. We have some of those classic snap zooms and like whip pans in there. Um, so a lot of Edgar Wright's work. Um, I would also say Tarantino's kind of works his way in there. Um, there's some Evil Dead influence as well. Um, so not all purely action comedies, I guess, mm-hmm. but I think those are kind of a lot of the influences for what is happening with Let's Rob a Fucking House. Yeah, I, I saw the teaser for it, and I remember seeing that snap zoom and immediately thinking of Edgar Wright. I didn't bring him up, but um, yeah, I, I can see that just in that one little bit of footage. Is this a genre that you're interested in working in more... Uh, more extensively going forward, or is it just for this one project? Um, I would say definitely, uh, for sure. The last uh, film Jimmy and I did was a drama, and I think it, w- it was a good thing we did, and I think it, w- it w- turned out great, but it really kind of proved to us, okay, where are our strengths here? And a lot of the more comedic release scenes seem to play a little stronger, so we decided, yeah, let's go for the more comedic route, and that doesn't mean that we need to abandon drama altogether, but when we looked at what our favorite films are and what resonates with us a lot of it was kind of these uh, comedies and action films that had ridiculous premises but had still well-fleshed-out characters and had a great story structure and had arcs and still really worked, and it was very interesting seeing these rational characters working within kind of this ridiculous world they found themselves in, which I think was we kind of embraced that going forward. We knew kind of some of the stuff is a little exaggerated and a little farcical in our film, but through it all, we still hope it makes sense. You still believe it. You believe these characters would still act this way and they still have goals and they're still trying to accomplish their goals, but it's just they have these weird real-life constraints put on them that changes how they have to go about doing them. So you mentioned Quentin Tarantino and the film is called Let's Rob a Fucking House which has a suggestion of some edginess in it. Um, is this edge reflected in the film itself? Like, is there a lot of violence or I would say there like definitely that? is a turning point tonally in the film, which was really hard to grapple with to kind of keep it cohesive throughout. There is some more, it gets a little dark in the middle uh, near the end, but hopefully it still plays with the tone and still plays throughout. I don't want to give like too much away. I don't want to spoil it going okay. forward, but... Yeah, I think it's ironic because I'm not the hugest Tarantino fan out there, but uh, I obviously respect him and Jimmy's a huge fan. So, yeah, I definitely think some of that worked its way in, and hopefully audiences will see that and pick up on it. Yeah, because I was going to ask about the nature of the comedy, um, and when you mentioned Tarantino, I kind of thought about mixing the macabre with with uh, more lighthearted humor and putting those two things together, which is kind of a common juxtaposition in these kinds of movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that that's the point we got to. I think uh, Jimmy really likes to compare us to Reservoir Dogs. I think there is kind of, they end up, there is a setting that is kind of this more warehouse setting, which I think really resonates with Reservoir Dogs. 
So what kind of location were you working with for this film? Um, we shot this on location in a farm in Owego, New York. Um, it was a farm that's been in the family since the 1800s. Um, John Howland was the guy working on the farm who was kind of in charge of the whole property and was really the one, our point of contact for a lot of it. And he was great. He was super accommodating. And it, it was just really interesting working on this historic farm that's been around since the 1800s and then shooting this funny, goofy film. He was saying how he was getting calls from neighbors that concerned because there were kids running around covered in blood or wearing ski masks, breaking into houses. Um, but so the location looks beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's incredibly scenic. Um, we loved shooting there. We would definitely go back. We were just also very thankful that the Helen family was willing to let us shoot there and was willing to take a chance on a bunch of college kids using their family farm to help make this vision a reality. It's definitely a distinctive choice, right? You know, I would generally think of just a normal uh, suburban house or an apartment as a location for this kind of break-in story. But, um, yeah, I wonder what a, what a location like that would add to the story itself or just the vibe of the film. Originally when we were kind of pitching around, we also thought a suburban house and we started going through some of the location scouting and we found this farm. We saw that would be a possibility. Um, over the summer, I even drove up and like toured it and met John personally. And it was so incredible and so scenic and it had everything we needed that were like, it needs to work with us because it, it's just so great of a location. So we found a way to kind of finagle some of the elements that, the farm itself can kind of still serve as a character in the script and that it does play an integral role in the plot. And it's not just, oh, this is a movie that just happens to place on a farm because that's what we got. And we made it important and part of the story that the farm was there. So we're really happy that we could help incorporate that into the script. You mentioned people running around covered in blood. Now, <laughs> I don't want to get into spoilers like you said, but... Um, what was it like working with stunts or makeup in this film? Was there a lot of that? I think the biggest challenge for sure was fake blood itself. Uh, we made it ourselves. It was finding a way to deliver the fake blood in a convincing way on camera because we were relying almost exclusively on practical effects. Um, it was a big challenge, I think, also for the actors who kind of haven't worked in that before. So the fake blood that we used, one of the main ingredients was sugar. And then you're shooting outside and the insects are flying around and they're all over you. And then you need to keep shooting and you're sticky and you're covered in this fake blood. Um, so I think it was a big challenge for them and they took it like champs. They didn't complain at all. So like my heart goes out to them, like I'm in their debt forever. But I think, yeah, you need a lot more time, which is just when you're working fake blood, you need time to wash off or change costume if you need to. And I think that was something, it was a unique challenge that I think we looked at the footage, we actually picture locked the film today and it all plays and we love how it turned out. But I think um, our actors, I'm not sure if we told them we'd have to reshoot some of those big blood scenes again if they would be jumping at the chance to go through that whole ordeal all over again. But. So no major setbacks, like you had to go back and shoot things again, or it just worked? No, it all worked. Um, we were we made sure to, because we knew we had a weekend. We knew some things. When you start spraying fake blood around, you can't just rinse off like some costumes, get covered in blood, and there's nothing you can do about it. So mm -hmm. we knew we had a limited number of takes. So we actually were doing blood tests in our backyard, like preparing for the shot. Our neighbors thought we were crazy. 
Um, so there is about three different blood tests we did going into shooting to make sure that it would work, it would look good on camera, there would be enough blood, and that would be a convincing effect. And for a weekend of shooting to shoot a 50-minute film, I don't know how like the crew did it. Everyone's in great spirits the whole time, and we got everything we needed. It was, I don't know, kind of surreal looking back to see, like, oh, we pulled it off, and we did it in the time we had. So you'd call it a very fast-paced production? I... Yeah, I would. And I think it helped that it was this action comedy, so the pace of the film was pretty quick, and it was funny, so I think crew enjoyed watching it. Then 10 takes into some scenes, we would still be laughing, so that was really encouraging on set that we knew, oh, this this is actually funny, and it's not just this novel gag. Like, 10 times through seeing it, it's still funny. So I think everyone was pretty encouraged by that on set, and the on-set morale just kept us moving super efficiently through. I could imagine the intense energy of the production of the shoot might kind of bleed into the uh, film itself. Yeah, I think it. the film moves, like I said, it's uh, 15 minutes. Um, we showed a cut, and people, uh, they were saying that we should, like, add more to the film, and we are like, we, we like the 15 minutes, we tell a story, and our professor even said, it's 15 minutes, but, like, feels like 10, so I think... I took that as a compliment. I don't know if you meant it as that or not, but I took it as a compliment that it has this pace that moves. And I don't think it's too rushed. I guess I'll be for the audience to decide. Hopefully they think it moves as fast as it should. But I think it definitely has a pace and it has a rhythm that I'm very happy with. So regarding your actors, uh, when it comes to a comedy, you have the words on the page, of course, but it's up to the actors to really bring them to life and make them funny. Um, so how do you work with your actors to get the performance you want? Do you improvise? Like, what kind of level of flexibility do you have with them? I think I just have to start with first. I, like, these are some of the most talented actors, like, ever. I love them so much. They were incredible. And I think people see in the screening just how the chemistry is there. I think it really helped as they all knew each other beforehand. Um, they're all acting students here at IC. So they all knew each other going into it. They've acted together previously. Um, they had the script over the summer near the end there, so they all came in knowing their lines, and they came in with backstories. They were ready to talk about the script in depth. So I think what really helped was we had these nice long talks about backstory and where, what would happen if the film kept going, what else would we see, and I think kind of they came in with these really deep understandings of their character, which obviously the audience isn't going to see all that other stuff, but I think they helped bring it to the surface during the film that it really plays in the time you have with the characters that you can see that there is this rich other world to the character. They're not just these flat people that showed up for 15 minutes and they're gone. It definitely seems like they have this life outside of them, and which I think really helped inform how the actors would play off each other. And I think it, it was weird. You think there would need to be these weird tiny things, but they just all had this natural comedic timing, and I think they just fit the roles perfectly that it they were just so good that they made it seem effortless. And I know it wasn't, but I think hopefully you see when it plays too, they're, they're just, it's just an effortless, natural performance from all of them. What was the casting process like? Because I know that's something that's not talked about too much, but did you go through a lot of people to find those actors? Um, I guess. We were, or were they we were, just people you knew? We were a little creepy in our casting process. Um, we would kind of go to the Dillingham shows and we would see who was good. Um, we worked with some Dillingham actors in the past, so we kind of asked them for recommendations. But the way this film was cast was 
the actors getting a friend request for me out of the blue on mm. Facebook and then message out of the blue <laughs> saying, hey, I'm a film student and it would be great if you're in this film. Can we meet and talk about it? And so we kind of had this mini casting audition uh, before the summer. And so we could precast it, which was really great. Going into the semester, knowing we had our cast, um, that was really helpful. But yeah, I found that to be the best way. I know open casting calls are really hit or miss. So I think really targeting the acting students on campus who are incredibly talented, I think that's definitely the way to go. And they were uh, nice and gracious and receptive enough to hear us out. And I guess we they were interested enough in the project to uh, take a chance on us. I want to go back a little bit before this film. So you mentioned you'd worked on some things with Jimmy Doyle before and some other projects. And um, I, it was mentioned on your Kickstarter that you previously made an animated short called yes. uh, Turner and Ruby's Almost Adventure. That's a deep cut there. Yeah. <laughs> so are you interested in going into animation, or was that just kind of a, an experiment? I, I was glad I tried. It was definitely an experiment. It's a field of film I was always interested in because I didn't know a lot about it. Um, so we collaborated on this film. Jimmy was actually in London at the time. He wrote the script uh, from London. Um, but it was... It was definitely an experiment. I don't think I'm the best animator out there. I don't know if I have a future in animation. It, w- it was a lot of hard work, which was great. And I had this like personal connection to the film because it was me drawing every single frame of it. It's a connection you might not as get as personally intimately with live action where there's so many other people helping you achieve the vision. Which So it was very great in that sense to kind of help hone my own directorial vision for the film. But I'm not sure if... I think there's people out there who could probably do the animation a little better than I can. Going to a, a much broader question, going off of just the, the film itself, um, what is it about cinema that inspires you? And what is it you hope to achieve as a filmmaker? And not, not necessarily like what kinds of films do you want to make, but what kind of response or reaction do you want to get from people? What, do you, what kind of impact do you want to make? I think what definitely inspires me on the first point is uh, telling a story. That's my favorite part about it. I I know I'm not a gearhead. I love we work uh, with Zach, who is our DP. We work with him a lot, and he has a great eye. He has a great vision, and I know he's great at the visuals, and like I'm great at the story, and that's what I'm really interested in. I love doing the script work. I love doing the character work. Um, so I think, yeah, really telling the story is an important foundation for a film, obviously, to have a story, and that's really what draws me to it and inspires me is telling these interesting stories, but telling them well, making sure you have all those elements of a good story there. Um, I think what I would hope to achieve is, obviously you want to entertain audiences, but I think if you can impart some themes, that's always great. If people can kind of take something away from your films, that's great. And that's why I think we like telling these stories about people who you don't hear about often I think I I would love to do even more stories about these kind of more different characters um I'm I'm a sociology student I'm a sociology minor and so I always find it very interesting you know you explore these like smaller groups that you don't really think about often like we spent a lot of time talking you know about people like they had the bronies documentary that just came out I feel like those are really interesting people that you never really hear about. And I think just telling those stories from people who might otherwise 
not normally get a story in a film and if you can have audiences come away with a different understanding of either a person or an issue or a group that's great and it's even better if you can tell it through a compelling story Uh, That makes me think about documentary filmmaking, if you've ever thought about dabbling in that at all, or if it's just strictly scripted for you. I I do like that. I think loving the story is kind of why I'm drawn to scripted, being able to create the story I know. Documentary is a lot of, you, you go out and you kind of know what you want to say, but sometimes the story kind of finds you and based off what people say in interviews and what footage you find. So I guess maybe I'm too much of a control freak that I kind of no, like making the story myself. Totally makes but. sense. Um, I tend to think of documentary filming, filmmaking to be almost more difficult than just scripted because you have to kind of find it in the editing and you really don't know what yeah. film you're going to get. Um, but so to go to another bigger question, um, for this interview series, for each person, I'm going to try to put either this specific question to them or, or something like it that's sort of a, a wild card question. So I am asking you, what is your Mount Rushmore of cinema? So for people, it can be directors, it can be actors, they can be um, composers, cinematographers, or if you just wanted to name a film or a, a I don't know, an era of film or whatever, just four, four things that have influenced you the most as a filmmaker, as a film lover. I think I'm, I'm instantly like drawn to think of my favorite films. And so I definitely would put Elf and School of Rock on there. Those are two which kind of fit in with that ridiculous premise, but still these very real characters operating within it. Um, I would definitely put The Graduate on there. I'll get a little more a little more academic of an answer there. I love The Graduate. I thought it was great. It was very formative for me, I guess, to watch that movie. Um, I guess I guess, I guess, guess my fourth I would go with um, It's Such a Beautiful Day, the animated film. Um, I love Don Hertzfeld. I love his work. It's great. And I think even though he's not really following this story structure, he has these very complex issues and themes that he wants to deal with that he tells through interesting characters but he doesn't really tell in a conventional way but I think there's still a good way kind of through character that you can still kind of explore these themes and issues that is are important to him I guess I guess I'll be my my four. Oh, okay so School of Rock, School Elf, uh, The Graduate and um, it's Such a Beautiful Day. It's a really random collection. Oh of no no together, it's, it, it's it's a nice collection to kind of show different sides of what you're into um, so those are my questions. Um, the film will be screened at the thesis screening in December. Yes. I'm not sure which day yet. So either Saturday or Sunday, you should come to both and see all the great films. that will be there. Yeah. So if you're in, if you're a student here on the Ithaca college campus, come out for that and come see let's rob a fucking house. <laughs> Casey, thanks again for speaking with me. Oh, thanks for having me.